Chapter 14, Trapped. I head straight to the kitchen to get a snack when I get home. With all the excitement at school today, I didn't eat lunch. Cole runs upstairs to change into his play clothes. These days, he likes dressing in a pirate costume that he wore in a school play last year. After about five minutes, Cole starts yelling, Mommy, Sophie, come quick. What's wrong? Are you all right, sweetie? Mommy hurries up the stairs and I follow close behind. Cole stands at the entrance to my room and points at the ceiling. Bang, bang, clang. We hear a sound like metal hitting the floor. The animals in the attic must be caught in the trap, Mom exclaims. Cole and I stand close together while she calls Wilbur from the pest service. He says he can be here in about 15 minutes, she says. We go back downstairs to finish our after-school snacks until he gets here. I hope it doesn't bust through the attic door, says Cole fearfully. It feels like forever until Wilbur arrives. After he gets here, Mom goes to watch what he's doing near the stairs to the attic. She tells me and Cole to stay downstairs. That's fine with me. We'll be up with a broom if you need it, I call. A few minutes later, the banging stops. Wilbur and Mom come down, and a raccoon is in the cage. Rigsby, shouts Cole. You were right, son, says Mom. It is a raccoon. It looks like he was living up there by himself for quite a while. He must have been locked in the attic after they sealed the windows, gotten really hungry, and then tried to get the food. The raccoon sits still in the cage and stares at us. It seems like he can understand what we are saying. What will you do with them? asks Cole. Set them free in somewhere in the woods, Wilbur replies. I wish we could keep him, Cole says, but Sophie says he might hurt us. That's true, sweetheart. Raccoons aren't really pets, Mom explains. Wilbur leaves with Rigsby, and every time the phone rings, I jump. I can't wait to find out what happened to Nathan. What if he forgets to call me? Finally, around 8 o'clock, we hear from the Jones family, but unfortunately, it's not Nathan calling. Sophie, come here a minute, calls Dad. Yes, sir. That was Mr. Jones, Nathan's dad, on the phone. He said that Nathan's leg was injured today because of some prank you and your friends were playing. We weren't playing a prank on Nathan, Dad. Then what happened? Nathan can't stand on his leg. His dad says he's walking on crutches. It feels like a rock in my throat. The more I try to get out of trouble, the worse things get. I'm waiting for an answer, young lady. Dad's voice booms. Uh, Nathan fell when we were by our lockers today, and, um, and then someone ran over him, I stammer. Why was he by your locker? Mom chimes in. Yeah, Sophie, you say you never talked to him, adds my meddlesome little brother. I don't know, I say. He just came by today. Well, you better know something soon, because this makes no sense to me, Dad says angrily. This is serious business, Sophie, adds Mom. That child is on crutches. Mr. Jones is on his way over here, and I better have some answers and have them soon. Dad says, or you'll have a grounding you won't soon forget.